Week two of the NFL season about to commence. Bears-Broncos, and we begin to talk about it a bit here with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Bears All Access from PNC Studios at Hallisaw. Coming along in a minute, Roy Robertson-Harris. And, Tom, uh, I'm really enjoying the development of young players. Yeah, I've always said about this season that if the star players are going to play to their potential, we expect, and then guys like a Roy Robertson-Harris, like a Bilal Nichols, like Roquan Smith, like Mitch Trubisky, like James Daniels, those type of guys elevate their play, uh, you got a wow situation going on. And and hopefully that happens over the course of the season. But, you know, he's been here now several years, and we're going to get a chance to talk to him here about his development and so forth. But he's a guy that excites me. Yeah, every one of those positions, aside from the quarterback position, you have to include depth when you're talking about the game day need for you to play well and if Roy Robertson Harris is getting 30 reps or if he's getting 15 you got to see the destruction that he's capable of implementing on a poor offensive lineman that poor, gets a little bit really? off balance yeah. but no that's what you have to have out of all those guys because you're not going to go up to a, um, an atmosphere like Denver where it's going to be anywhere from 89 90 91 degrees you talked about the elevation but every guy who's dressing as an inside linebacker has to be ready willing and able to play just like all the outside guys and just like every one of the defensive linemen but when they get their opportunity to play they got to be productive yeah and the production obviously Obviously, in uh, that thin air of, of Denver will be something that we'll keep an eye on. And the heat. The Are heat. you hydrating? I am. I, I know. It's, I don't I know, T-36, yeah, well, whatever. It's Saturday out. right now. It's Saturday. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm doing my best right. as we get ready. We almost lost you last time. Now, and now it was, when it I was not, at, wait, hold on. It was not last time, first of all. It was many years. And nobody <laughs> wants to hear this. It was years ago. But, yeah, I, I feel in my heart of hearts I got altitude sickness. Right. Chuck Pagano, you know, gave me the business this week on the Bears Coaches Show. Well, you he know, heard about it, too? I told him on oh the air. My gosh. <laughs> he had a good chuckle about it. That's for sure. He's from well, Boulder. Well, you know what? He's from Boulder, as you know. Right. And, you know, his parents are still there, and he's a big, big Colorado guy. But getting back to the seriousness of the, you know, the time, the temperature, the altitude and everything, and we talked about originally the development of Roy Robertson-Harris. When you talk about these positions that everybody on the roster has valuability and opportunity, then they do have to be productive. But, you know, the Mitchell Trubisky's, the the offensive line for the most part, you know, these are the guy, the cornerbacks. They're not going to be substituted during the game. Right. So, I mean, they have a full day on their hands. And with this Broncos team coming off uh, the game against Oakland, I saw a team that was spinning its wheels offensively until the second half got going, and then the running game came around. So that's something to keep an eye on. They have a young young offensive weapon team. You take away Emmanuel Sanders, the veteran, and you take away Joe Flacco, they've got young weapons at receiver and running back to keep an eye. What were your impressions against the Raiders? You know, you could see that the crowd noise in Oakland was really supportive, so there wasn't perfect communication on the line of scrimmage. And the thing about offensive line play is that everybody's got to be perfectly sunk, synced together in order for a play to run efficiently. So if you go out there and you have interruption in one out of five plays, that means you're behind the change and it's a, it's a hard maintaining success. And that's what the Bears have to be able to do. They have to go into a really hostile environment. They have to go out there and they have to play efficient offense. But when you look at the Oakland Raiders offense, I'm I, I, I mean, I'm, were... I'm a little concerned about the the state the statuesque um, quarterback in the modern day NFL, you know, because we're seeing RPOs out of everybody. Jeff. Right. Well, the Raiders didn't they didn't get 
They didn't get touched. Denver didn't have one hit on the quarterback. No, no. Yeah. But you know, it's it's also what what is the time you know that you're when you created your offense when you started thinking about. By the, the way, that time. hasn't happened since 2014. By the way, can you imagine? Man, well, That's, with two great pass rushers. Yeah, and I think everybody went into that game thinking about how destructive those two guys specifically were going to be. But you also have a chance to be an offensive coordinator with the Raiders and devise a game plan that's properly timed against what you're going to be facing. So you're not going to go out there and have unprotected offensive tackles and a seven-step drop. You're going to have an R. You know, Carr is still an RPO-threatening quarterback. You know, um, the Denver guy is not. Joe Flacco. And the crowd will help Miller and Chubb. Yes. And they, they get delirious over there in Denver. But, you know, again, now Matt's thinking about that far enough in advance. How do I get the ball out of Mitchell Trubisky's hands? How do I threaten the edge so now these guys got to respect upfield rush as much as to the point of the quarterback? So I, I, I think it's... I think it's going to be one of the ultimate chess games of all season because of the Vic and the Matt Nagy attachment. Sure. Um, well, we're forgetting that, you know, two guys from Chicago can rush the passer pretty good, too, including oh, Mack and Leonard Floyd, you know. I, it's, I agree, it's like, and, and they got a tackle that went out, what, the 10th play of the game? Yeah, yeah. And they have, you know, they got a rookie starting at left guard. They got a left tackle that is a little pushy after the whistle. Gets a lot of penalties. Be careful. Yeah, him be careful. <laughs> well, be no, careful of being pushy flagged. after the whistle, right? Right, you know, right. It's not good because they'll call balls. He's he's a little he's a little bit chippy. All right, Paul Zerang's your engineer, Dan Brilli, our producer. We're coming to you from Hallisaw at PNC Studios, breaking down the Bears and Broncos. Coming up next, Roy Robertson Harris, who had an outstanding game in his opener against the Green Bay Packers. It's all coming up next here on Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak here at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Uh, Tom Thayer, my broadcast partner, kicked off our conversation today with defensive lineman Roy Robertson-Harris. All right, everybody, welcome back. The big man, Roy Robertson-Harris, in the studio with us. It's kind of fun for me because... Um, I think about questions that I have for you all week long, and I have them listed as serious or fun. So first question, do you want a serious question or a fun question? It's all up to you, man. I'm good. Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the elevation that you guys are playing at in Denver. So I looked up UTEP, 3,740 feet, Denver, 5,280. Are you in better shape now or when you were in college? Oh, I'm in better shape now. I'm uh. 30 pounds bigger than what I was for 40 pounds. I was 240 out of, out of college. So I'm 50 pounds bigger than what I was in college. Right. But I'm trying to take everything into consideration about, you know, they talk about the running aspect mm-hmm. of going to Denver. So you train in college. You're a little bit familiar with it. Is it. Will it be a big difference to you, even though you're in better shape now than when you were in college? Me personally, no, just because we practiced with them a year ago um, for a whole week in, in pre- uh, preparation for the game. Right. So um, obviously it's – a different, you know, uh, element, elevation of where we were at now. So it's, you know, it's going to be different, but it's not foreign to me being that we were there a year ago for a whole week. So Right. You know, there's been a lot of change within your body, your system, where you're playing everything. So you get here, you're 260-ish. Mm-hmm. Now you're 300. No, I'm 290. I'm not 300. I'm not well, in a 300 club. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not October, November, <laughs> December yet. So what what is um, – 
easier for you to be? Are you? Uh, is it easier for you to be 260, or is it easier and more fun to be 290? Uh, it's a little bit easier being 290 just because I'm in the trenches now. Back in college, I was more on the edge. Well, what about just your lifestyle? So, you know, because, you know, here, you know, I played offensive line my whole career. Mm-hmm. You're, you're up there about, you know, 285 to 300. And then you just want to be what you more are more naturally when you're done. Here, we've seen you go from 240 to 260 to 300. So what do you enjoy more? Well... It's, it's part of the job, so I don't really think about it too much. It was more fun and what the weight is at. Just, I can eat whatever I want. Well, and yeah. enjoy, I can enjoy eating a lot, um, but I still have to keep myself at a certain – like I can't just overeat all the time, if you know what I'm saying. So um, I could – I'm enjoying it because I'm at this level where I can just eat whatever I want. College, I couldn't do that. I had, you know – I didn't have the luxury of going to any restaurant I wanted to. You know, being a student athlete, I wasn't a rich guy, so I couldn't eat whatever I wanted to. Now I can go anywhere I want to eat, so that's what I like. I enjoy that. Is this facility? Is this amazing to you? The facility here, from what you saw at college, what you were a part of, but now you see what the Bears have been able to offer you in terms of the best of fitness. The best of nutrition, everything that this can- is the best. This is the best football I've ever been a part of. This building, this facility, everything about it is just awesome. I'm blessed to be where I'm at. I enjoy it every single day. Don't take it for granted. I love it. You know, last year you said was the most fun year you ever had playing football. Was it winning or self improvement that made you enjoy that fun? Both. Um, since I've been here, I feel like I've gotten better each year. Each year is a step. Um, but just to be able to win uh, a division, that's just that was awesome to me being a, being able to be a part of that. Um, but personal wise, you know, as far as stats and all that stuff goes, a stepping stone each year. I feel like I've taken a, a bigger step, more improvement, um, more production on the stat sheet. Um, so all that stuff is coming together. Um, you know little bit at a time, not trying to take too many big steps, baby steps right now. So um, enjoying the, the personal growth, but also enjoying the, the team wins. I, so you, you, you think about the fun and the fun elements you have in football. Um, I can remember plays that still haunt me today from back in my career. Do you know your – can you remember your three sacks from last year? Yeah, I remember every one of my sacks, even in preseason. You I do. remember every single one of my sacks. Okay. Because, all right, I'd like to go through this for a couple of minutes. So I'm an offensive guard my whole career. You're a defensive tackle. And when I would get my stance, I would line up against and I would try to anticipate what you were going to do to me because I know the play call, I know the huddle. So the other night you come in, it's your first play. I'm an offensive lineman. I know the snap count. I set up and I get in kind of position, a defensive position to block you. You get your hand onto me faster than I did than I got my hand on you. Did you immediately know that you won that play? No, I didn't realize it until I saw it on the sideline. Really? I didn't like I I saw Rogers standing there and once he stepped up I grabbed him, but I didn't realize that I won the initial I didn't realize it was a straight like bull rush until I watched the play. 
so when you got your hand to him, mm-hmm. how many steps into you going forward did you know, wow, because, again, I've lived that position, and mm-hmm. I know how bad of a position that is to be in. Did, I mean, you know, it's got to be – got to feel that pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I felt it, but at the same time, I do go against a lot of guys that will feel the bull rush and will sit on that. So I felt that's what he was doing. But once I seen it on tape, like I saw the replay on the Jumbotron, saw it on the iPads on the sideline. Once I actually seen the play and seen I had him on one leg, then I was like, oh, snap. I didn't realize it was like that. I thought I just – I thought he was sitting on the bull and was trying to get his base under him. And then we end up going to the ground. Roger step up, I grab him. But initially I was – I wasn't even thinking like, oh, I got this dude – I got him on the ground. Let's go get the side. I wasn't thinking about that. Right. As, as watching the tape of it, I just I just know how awkward of a feeling that is. So when little kids see, do they ever ask you how much you bench? I've had I've had younger kids ask me that. I sometimes I really don't have an answer because I don't know if they're asking for like a max or like what I did at pro day, like how many reps I did at pro day. Um, I've I have older people asking me what I've been. Right, like, I was that was my next question. Yeah, I mean I don't I bench I bench to guy, stay in shape, get, so it's like yeah. I don't bench for you know to get a max. You know we don't do that at this level anymore. It's main it's just to maintain strength, get stronger. But but you're a big guy, so no matter wherever you are, you know that's one of the questions I think is going to be asked of you your whole life until the, you're the number one question I get is how tall am I? That's Anywhere I go is, hey, do you play sports? How tall are you? Or if I'm in downtown Chicago, hey, are you a Bears player? And I, it just depends on who it is. If it's a kid, I'll tell them, yeah, you know, 95. The best feeling is, though, when somebody, hey, you're Roy from the Bears. Yeah, that's me. Right. Yeah, a big smile on my face. But just I'm not I'm not real big on, like, attention in public because I'm, I'm so big. So everywhere I go, all eyes are on me. And it's like I hate that. Like, I just like to go places and just – you know, enjoy my time. But, you know, being 6'6", six, six, as soon as you walk in the door, everybody's looking at you, everybody sees you. So you'll get the how tall are you question, and then you'll get the are you a football, are you an athlete, do you play basketball, or, you know, are you a Bears player, do you play for the Bears? My next fun question, I think, because I think you'll probably get asked this, um, would you rather be WWE or the world's strongest man? Because right now they got this show I, I watch every once in a while about these super events that these world's strongest men are on, and there are different feats of strength. But then you also got kind of an appearance that could captivate an audience like The Rock did when he made the transition to WWE. What it, what's your, you know, what would be your second passion? So a, little, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I was a big WWF fan as a kid. Uh, early, like elementary school, middle school, high school. And um, during that time, I wanted to be those guys, The Rock, Stone Cold, Kane, Undertaker, all those dudes that are huge right. and they're, you know, have successful wrestling careers. I wanted to do that um, back in high school. In high school, I didn't think about football until, like, my senior year, until I got looked at by schools. But um, Why is that? Why is I mean, like, so if you're there's a little kid out there that has talent and he's just, I don't know, shy to try out or not, you know, ex, you know, what is it that ignited, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to take Roy Robertson Harris, what you, you were and now what you are becoming? I mean, I, did, I just didn't enjoy football. My first year playing, I was still living in Oakland, um, left when I was 13, went to Texas and 
everybody knows that Texas is like the football capital of the world. Right. Um, and it it made me enjoy it because everyone was playing football. Um, even people that didn't like football, everyone was playing. So just being a part of that um, made me enjoy it more. And as I got older and learned to appreciate it, I started lifting weights, started um, running track. Um, just those little things helped me improve um, as an athlete. Uh, and then just every morning my dad had me working out. That just made me enjoy it, made me want to get in the weight room, made me want to get uh, – you know, on the field and just enjoy the game. So six six two ninety. Have you ever been in a real three point stance? Yeah. And I'm talking that he has a sixty or a seventy or a fifty number. An offensive lineman. I played. I played right tackle my first year. You did. My first year playing ball, I played right tackle. I wanted to be a receiver. I was see. I was. I was six one, a hundred and forty pounds in the eighth, no, seventh grade. Were you a better receiver or a right tackle? Oh shoot! I don't even. I couldn't even tell you that because I don't even remember playing right tackle. I just remember my first play out there. I threw a dude to the ground, got a holding penalty because I didn't know the right. the process of like, hey, you need to shoot your hands, do all that stuff. All right, thanks, Tom. We're going to pick up our conversation with Roy Robertson Harris, RRH, coming up next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Roy Robertson Harris, good to have you here at PNC Studios at Hall with our engineer Paul Zarang and our producer Dan Barilli. Uh, I want to talk about the the level of attention your one snap got from last week's game because everybody I'm running into showing me a highlight on their phone. And I, I know guys don't like to dwell on one small piece to a large puzzle that's about to be put together over the season. But in that one instance, and I had this conversation with your D-line coach, Jay Rogers, just how many people in this sport can't make that play? Not everybody can make that play the way you made that play. Destroying a guard, putting him on his back, reaching out, being held, and then snatching a Hall of Fame quarterback with one hand and ripping him down to the ground. Be sensitive how you say destroying a guard. Well, it was, it I, was I, destructive. I, oh, I know, and I felt it. Every step of it his was destructive. And no disrespect at all to Lane Taylor. Outstanding offensive lineman. But to me, that, that encompasses everything that you're capable of, down in and down out. Um, when that is put in that context, what goes through your mind as I'm explaining that about how the few people can make that play? It just makes you want to go out and do it again. Um, you know, everybody talks about that one play, but I don't want that to be right. the one play that I have for the 2019 season. So I want to be able to do it again. It's all ha good hand placement and just get off all that stuff that we're coached to do. Um, and I just got the, the better of it. There was a scout that one time told me, and Tom, I don't know, you, you've probably heard me talk about this, but the beauty of scouting players who can do that one-tenth of one percent of the entire world population has the ability to take that one step that makes a play or the hand placement has much power to drive somebody back for that instant in time. That's the joy of scouting. When you find guys like that, you can't wait to get them on your team. And I think that's the beauty of it because this could be simplified. It's just run, tackle, pass, throw, catch, you know. No, it's, it's much more than that. Marrying the physical attributes that 
your God-given size and what you've worked to build your body up, marry that with the technique and the fundamentals. I, I think that's what, that's art to me. That's art I know that is for you as an offensive lineman as well. Do you see it that way too? I mean, anybody could be, you know, 6'6", 290, but if you don't have the coaching, the technique, everything that you're taught to do, then you'll just be out there a 6'6", 290 guy. It's all technique. It's all coaching. Um, you know, stuff that I see Akeem do. You know, Akeem, yeah, he's, a, he's 6'5", 310, 320. He ain't just out there going as bulling guys. His, tech, his technique is there. He's not just bull rushing. He's swiping guys, you know. His technique, he's a technician. He's out there. You guys seen him in practice. You've seen what he does. He's he not just doing it overnight. He's working that stuff. So that's little stuff that I feel like I'm working on, trying to get better at. But like I said, it's that one play. I want to do it again and again and again. Um, but it's all it's all how you approach it, how you take coaching. Um, I want to continue to do stuff like that throughout the season. But, you know, one of the things that Jay Rogers says about you is he's surprised that you could go from an edge rusher to the messy world of defensive line play. Because, you know, when you're out there on the outside and you have the, the outside contain rush or you're trying to win sacks to the outside, man, you bring it down inside, you get in a four-point stance, you're going to be hit by a lot of different guys in a lot of different directions. That's kind of a neat thing for the defensive line coach to say because it's hard transitioning, whether you're going defensive line to become an offensive lineman or outside to inside. You've got to be willing to take that abuse. I mean, it was, it was a lot harder for me to transition from defensive lineman to outside linebacker when I first got here because of the different route concepts I had to pick up. I had to go outside the box and cover guys. Right. That was something that I've never done before. So people, oh, man, how's, how was the transition from OLB to D-line? Well, I was a D-lineman in college. People don't realize that. I was a four-down DN, so I was in the trenches. Yeah, I was an outside guy, but I was able to rush inside. I was able to play nose and play all across the board. Um, but people think that I was just a stand-up <laughs> guy my entire career as an athlete, football player, and just coming in and being moved inside. What, what was your uh-oh moment in pass coverage? When this past this past anytime, anytime, anytime. when you're like whoa, <laughs> um, double teams in general, whether it's pass or run, just I didn't take on that many double teams in college, so double teams are one of the things I'm trying to continue to grow it. Does that give you a lot more uh, give a lot more respect for what Eddie Goldman goes through? Eddie, he, he's doubled a lot. Eddie is one of the most underrated and underappreciated knows. Defensive, defensive lineman in the league. I just went on the air this week and said he's the most underrated defensive player possibly. He is. He Eddie, and it's the thing, Eddie just, he does what he does, and he don't say nothing. He doesn't complain. I've never, well, I've only heard Eddie say five words since I've been here, but Eddie takes on double teams, triple teams, and doesn't complain, not one bit. He just does what he does, and he goes on, get ready for the next play. Coming out of college, you guys, I think you're 17 and 34 in college. As a down as a down defensive lineman, did you get the ball run at you a, a, a lot, or did they still continue to throw the ball, re, regardless of what the lead was? Or I mean, it was a mix. We, I mean, I got a lot of run to me, run away, a lot of screens away. Like it was balanced. I wasn't a guy that I maybe mean, can't run the ball against this guy or towards this guy. It wasn't. It wasn't nothing like that. I wasn't. I wasn't like. 
Akeem in college, you know, I wasn't one of those crazy dominant players in college where they didn't want to run the ball away from me. wasn't like that. Right. I mean, that, well, that's surprising. You know, I think when you go back and you look at coming out of college, because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it's, you know, you pass the eye test, you got the structure, you got the size and the frame that you can, you can invest in. Um, are you, are you surprised at where you came from to where you're at right now and what you've been able to accomplish? Does that surprise you or is it the right team, the right organization, the right position coach and everything has led to this? Yeah, exactly what you just said. I feel like the team that I'm on, perfect fit, perfect defense. Coach is doing his his best job with me. I feel like Jay does his awesome job coaching me as well as everybody else. Um, I think I'm just in the right position where I'm at, the right position, right team, everything. I think everything played out the way it should have. You know, you mentioned Jay like that. Do you look forward to going to practice every day because of that? Every single day. Because you don't know what you might learn some little thing that make a difference. Yeah, when I first when I first moved, it was a little it was a little difficult because I was still learning the scheme and, um, you know, taking on a taking on a right tackle in the NFL is a lot different than college. Um, so just getting my technique right. My first my first year at defensive end, it was kind of a struggle, but now I feel like I approach it a lot differently. Like, hey, let's get this right. You struggle with double teams, all right? Let's let's get as many half line runs as you can and get that stuff right. Just little stuff that I could get better. Everybody talks about last week's game, but I'm not thinking about that. I'm looking at how I can get better and do it again next week because I can enjoy last week and forget that I have a game on Sunday, you know. Be where your feet are. Yeah. What's it all mean from Coach Pagano? Man, I love it, man. Um, Is it more than just football? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's the whole point of it. Absolutely. Okay. But for me, it's for football. Um, like I just said with last week's game, you know, I'm not thinking about that. People are still talking about, oh, man, you had a great game. Well, yeah, it was a great game, but I want a great season. I want a great career. But – I'm not looking down the line to week 15. You know, I got week two right now uh, to what's today's Friday. So right now I'm doing a radio show with y'all. And <laughs> later on I'm going to get in the tub and uh, get off my feet and get in my iPad and, you know, go over the stuff that I need to go over. And then tomorrow I got Saturday. I got walkthrough, but I, I got film. I still got to watch, you know, be where your feet are. Don't think about tomorrow don't think about the next day don't think about what just happened last week just be where your feet are uh you have to prepare for the for the games that you're about to play and it's it's what it says it's good advice for all of us it's great i mean it's great advice i love it i love when chuck tells us that i love it it's uh, i feel like one of the best things that you could tell a player at this level that's one thing i wish i heard when i was in college Hmm. you know just be where your feet are. Don't don't think too much. Don't be a thinker. That was always my problem is thinking too much, overthinking. Really? Still to this day, I have that issue just mm-hmm. overthinking That's things. two of us. Oh. That's two of us. When you think, though, what happens, Tom? Think you're beat. 
We'll take a break with Ray Robertson, Harris, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Kind enough to join us here tonight, Roy Robertson, Harris. I mentioned double A here. You've done big big guys in small cars, is that right? Or big yes, cars in small guys? How come I'm never asked? How come I'm never asked to be on? Have you been on? Yes. You have? Oh, of course. Oh, my. Who hasn't? Everybody I, I knew somebody I, has I, been. I think it'd be a great study to have me no, on that not. show. But he's, he's shrinking up. Have you seen him? I haven't seen Spice in a while. Wow, he's dropped seen a bunch. It. I think I saw, him, I saw him on the sideline doing warm-ups against Green Bay. But I haven't seen him in a while in the building. Yeah, he's uh, his whole persona. You know, he may have to reinvent another <laughs> another oh, no. character. He's looking good. <laughs> we talked about that. You know, that earlier that transition from you know to medium size to big. Where you're at now, what do you want to do when you're done? And it seems like everybody gravitates towards that, trying to get get to the smaller side. I definitely hope I'm not huge when I'm done playing because I love to eat. I love eating so. I hope I stay. Just keep the blood moving. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, advice. I gotta, I gotta stay in the gym. You know, my my little boy is gonna be playing sports, so I gotta keep up with him and make sure I'm training him. I don't want to just be watching him train. I want to make sure I'm yeah. setting the example and out there with him in the hot sun. How's he? Was he three? He's three now. Three, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. how's it going? I know last time you were with us, yeah, it was a great conversation yeah. about being dad. He's doing good, man. He's he's doing his thing. He's He's being a three-year-old. If anybody <laughs> has kids, they know how three-year-olds act. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got past the terrible twos. Now I'm dealing with the terrible threes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it is a good thing. <laughs> you know, in the I just want to get back to the defensive line. Just one more question is: so you know, you make this transition. You've been around for a little while. You've you know a few thousand reps underneath your belt. Are you at a position where you can um, self-coach yourself? You, you do a one-on-one, you do a rep, you see something on film that now I think that's the a significant sign to the development of a good player is when you can finally coach yourself. Do you feel you've had enough reps to do that? Absolutely. Um, at the end of every year that I play, I always go back and watch all of my run tape. And I, I, like just specifically runs, and then I'll go back and watch all the passes. And it's Every single time I do that, there's so many plays that I was like, man, I left I left too many sacks out there. I left too many tackles out there. I could have made this play. I could have did that. Could have, should have, would have. But right now, like, we're going into week two. After watching Green Bay tape, I'm like, okay, I could have did this better. I could have did that. My feet were terrible on this play. I got to make sure I get my feet right. My hand, my hand placement needs to be better. Um, somebody asked me after the game, like, Oh, you had a great game, and you guys, you know, how'd you feel he played? Well, I missed four opportunities. I missed two sacks, I feel like. Hmm. I had another three plays. I know I missed a tackle. I missed a few few too many plays. And it's all technique. We get in the film room. Man, if you, if you do it like this, this will happen. So um, I feel like that's when guys are coachable. They're able to correct the mistakes themselves. And I, that's what I want to be able to do, continue to do. What about reading offensive linemen? You know, some of the mo- the smartest defensive linemen I've ever played with is they were reading the tells that the offensive linemen were giving them. So you break, you, you're coming to the huddle, and those guys are in their stances or in whatever position they can take. Can you feel their balances and stuff at this point 
in your young career? Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like I've done a better job of being able to read an offense, um, knowing what plays are coming. But that's all. That's all when you study. Whenever you're studying your opponent, and that's why you get guys that are going to the Pro Bowl every year, going All Pro, first team. Um, they do that because they prepare very well throughout right. the week. You know, people outside of football think that man, these guys come in and they're awesome. They're they're one of the best. What are that way because they prepare throughout the week. Only thing that people see is you're dressed in the in the jersey and the helmet. They don't see what goes on in between those Sundays. They don't see that we're in here watching tape five hours out of the day and then going outside to practice what we just watch. Right. Um, it's all preparation. How do you avoid bad habits as a as a defensive lineman? Because in That's the throw, in, in the throws That's of a, a game, because you keep talking about technique and <laughs> yeah. oh, I could have, could have, but it, 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 sometimes you just lean on what you, what you know where your origins come from, right? That's what the practice is for, though. Yeah. You just have to get out of those bad habits. Um, a bad habit for me is I, I, I play with high pads, which is understandable. Yeah, but it is understandable given your size. But I can't use an excuse of, oh, I'm 6'6". <laughs> I'm going to continue to play tall. Yeah. Like, Calais is 6'8", but Calais learns – he learned at some point in his career, learned how to play with lower pads to put him in great position to make plays. Um, so, I mean, that's what, that's what practice is for. And you and that's what we were talking about, like you were saying, um, do you get excited to go to practice? Well, yeah, because I want to correct those things. I don't want to be content with – Oh well, you playing with high pass. Oh well, you know it's because I'm six six. Well, no, let's get under the shoot. Let's go work half line and let's get this stuff right so you can make those plays. Explain to people that don't know what the shoot is and the half line and all that. The shoot, the shoot is when you know we get our get offs in the shoot. If you playing too high, you hit your head on the bar, <laughs> which I've done countless times. Ouch! I've hit, and I'm thinking like, okay, let me make sure I don't hit my head on the bar. I come up out of my stance, I'm too high. I hit my head on the bar. And then half line, half line is half line. Uh, you rolling up at the, at the stands when the ball's snapping. Uh, two old linemen are coming at you. You got to play the blocks that they give you. You got to have great technique in order to win half line because ain't no linebackers. So the old linemen going to stay on you. You got a lot of you got a lot of reps in the preseason, and there's been so much conversation, and now that week one is in the books. How do you feel about the amount of time that you had in games, about the the attachment of the practices to whatever times you didn't get in the games? Did you feel good coming into last week's game? Yeah, I feel like I, uh, I feel like we prepared well. I feel like I did a good job of preparing. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a guy. That's, man, I want all these snaps. I want uh, I want to get my snaps when they're given to me. Whenever the opportunity is given, that's when I want uh, my my opportunities. But I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be down on myself or coaches if I'm not getting the right amount. Um, no matter when coach puts you in, they're going to evaluate you. If you get four snaps or you get 50 snaps, they're going to evaluate you for those four snaps that you get. So I'm just trying to take advantage of the snaps I'm giving, whether well, it's all in preseason or all in regular season. You know, However me it is, I'm being evaluated each one. Yeah. Well, it's like you talked about they don't see you Sunday through Sunday when you go to training camp and you see that you got a period that you're probably going, you know, 15 one-on-ones or, or double-team, you know, type of work there. Right. You know, every one of those plays are being evaluated exactly. equally as much. Yep.
for sure. Roy Robertson-Harris, our guest. One more segment to go with the veteran now defensive mm-hmm. lineman of the Chicago Bears getting ready for a trip to Denver to take on the Broncos on Sunday at 325. You can hear it on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access here at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and our guest Roy Robertson-Harris getting ready for a trip to Denver for the first road game of the year to take on the Denver Broncos and see uh, his old coach, Vic Fangio, on the sidelines. You catch some of that Monday night. I, you know, a couple of things. He had specs on. He had the glasses. Uh, and, he had, you know, he's not used to being on the field. It's, it's flat out. He's a, he's a guy that would like to be upstairs, but as a head coach, that's not the case. But, uh, boy, a lot of love in the building for that man, and I think everybody wishes him great success except for Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, definitely appreciate Vic giving me a shot uh, while, while he was here and, uh, you know, one of the best defensive minds in the, in the game. I found it interesting, Tom, back uh, when he was a rookie, somebody did an article on him, and it, it just struck me. I usually don't look at these little things, but a bunch of favorites. So favorite players. He mentioned uh, former Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb, L.A. Rams defensive end Robert Quinn and uh, a guy from the Oakland Raiders by the name of Khalil Mack, mm. now a teammate. But uh, that was what somebody wrote about you. I don't know if it's all, all what you said, but is that pretty a pretty accurate description of your favorite NFL players at the time and now working with them? Yeah, man. Uh, college, whenever I was playing, um, I was a big Robert Quinn fan just based off of his build. Co- my coach would say, you know, find a guy that you feel like you – resemble and um he was one of the guys I feel like you know being as tall as he is he's fast off the ball um so I wanted to model my game like Robert Quinn Mac Mac was just a he was just a dude um I grew up in Oakland so I was a Raider fan the fact that Mac went to to the Raiders I just followed his game and um everybody knows what he has done since he's been in the league so there's no need to explain but um he was also a guy that I wanted to be like, wanted to play like. Uh, so now being able to play with Mac is is a is a pretty awesome. Um, just learning from him, just learning the game from him when it comes to pass rush and um, just learning how to be a better pro every day. You know, uh, Vic took away the music in Denver. You can't make mental errors. So when you're something new is being installed, you got to pay attention. You got to know it. Um, where are you at? Are you a fan of the music at practice? I'm a fan of music at practice. I feel like it gives the guys juice. Yeah. Do you yeah. dance a lot? Because, you know, we, we sit up there and we watch practice every day, and it amazes me that uh, how often every everybody dances. What about you? Are you a practice dancer? I'm not a dancer dancer. I'm more like a when a certain song is on and all my boys is dancing, <laughs> I'm, hype, I'm, I'm, I'm the hype man. So, like, when Nick and Akeem and my boys are dancing, I'm just like, I'm, I'm the hype man. I hype them up. And uh, y'all get one little dance in. I got the, the little toe, t- uh, toe tap. That's just about it. So, <laughs> Club Dub, when you get into a winning locker room, are you shoulder pads off immediately? Or are you kind of dwelling in this fun and this success? And you, you know, you I'm look- shoulder pads off, cleats off, and I'm watching my boys dance. All right. I'm watching. I'm, I get excited to watch my boys go crazy after a win. Um, now, when we score, we get a turnover. That I'm running down to the end zone with them. I'm getting in the picture. I'm <laughs> celebrating with them. Like, I'm doing all that. But um, when it comes to dancing, I'm not – dancing's not really my thing. Roy Robertson-Harris, our guest. You know, you're doing a lot in the offseason. I, I see you had a camp. Uh, I don't know if you've had it uh, more than 
Yeah, this year, I had yeah. so I had my second one. This yeah. is my uh, my first one was in Dallas at my high school, and then uh, my second one I just had um, in Chicago a week before training camp. And that's working with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So my marketing team, uh, King Sports Entertainment, they put the whole thing together. Um, we work with Big Brothers Big Sisters um, during the season as well as the off season. But we had um, a few of their kids from their program come by. And then um, a lot of kids from the west side of Chicago. Um, so it was awesome. We had paintball there. They had laser tag set up. We had Pizza Hut and um, Power Hands. They have uh, weighted gloves um, for training. And uh, the kids enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's all about the kids. And, um, you know, it's one of my main goals as a guy playing at this level is just to inspire young kids. Because I didn't have that growing up. You know, I didn't have. Uh, guys in the NFL, NBA, come in and and doing stuff like that. So I just want to impact kids, whether it's here, whether it's back in Texas, uh, in El Paso. Like I, I joined my my teammate Aaron Jones for Green Bay. Him and his brother, they had their camp in El Paso, so I was able to be a part of that. And um, they had, I think, almost two thousand kids one day, a thousand the next day. You know, eight hundred, nine hundred. Did you get um, your hands on him on last Sunday or last Thursday? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> He's good. I I had one tackle his rookie year. I had one tackle on him. That was just about it. But um, yeah, that's that's my guy. We came. We didn't come in together. Um, but he didn't redshirt, so we ended up playing freshman, sophomore, junior year together. And then I left. Is his brother with the Redskins? The Ravens. Uh, oh, with Alvin. the Ravens. Yeah, Alvin. Alvin, okay, Alvin's Alvin. with the uh, with the Ravens. Um, he's doing his thing at linebacker. And then we've got a few other guys around the league: Will Hernandez, oh, yeah. Eric Tomlinson, uh, my boy Cedric Lang. So we've got a few few guys in the league. Is there any one standard question that a majority of those kids want to ask you, either you know from your size or about another player on the Bears, or you know what is their thrill point? They ask me about Mac. Do <laughs> they, they? When I when I'm around kids, they always ask if I know Khalil Mac. <laughs> And so, yeah, I know Khalil. I see, I see him every day. He's a good guy. Um, but the first thing they see the Bears logo, that's the first thing they ask is about Khalil. Yeah, it's what you might expect nowadays, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. No question about it. Yeah. So you got your Star Wars shirt on. Last yep. time we met, I know that's not your thing. So um, I don't think I've gotten past, like, the first three or four back when I was uh, a younger man. But the Rise of Skywalker, is that uh, coming out here, right? In uh, December? December, yeah, I was going to say November. Yeah, I think December 20th, as I looked it you know up. No, better than I, I looked do. it up. I looked it I just, up. Okay, there we go. So I just, I just wh- know that what's it's. What's the anticipation like? Uh, so, I don't know about, I don't know how I feel about saying this on the radio, but Disney, <laughs> Disney, Disney is kind of jacking this, is, is messing, it's messing it up for me a little bit. Uh-oh. Disney's making it a little too kid friendly oh. um, compared to. The ones I grew up on, so Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, they were all very serious. And then every now and then you have, like, maybe a laughable moment. Like, episode one, Jar Jar Binks was the laughable guy. Everybody laughed at him because he used to say funny stuff. Now it's, like, every other scene. Like, the first scene in uh, the last one, they had Luke Skywalker just throwing his lightsaber. And I'm like, bro, that's not Star Wars. That's not, that's not the Star Wars we came up on, like... Luke, no, that's not no. This so off rip. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna enjoy this too much. And I'm gonna just say it. I didn't really enjoy the last one that much. I wasn't too fond of it. Um, what was the 
what was the first one with Kylo Ren when they started making the new ones? I, I don't can't know. Even, I can't even I don't tell know. you. That shows how much of a Star Wars fan I am. But <laughs> but no, the uh, the other ones were pretty good. Rogue One was good. Solo was pretty good. Um, but Disney's kind of uh, it's it's a little iffy for me. I did this summer. I did go to Disneyland. I took my kid and um, and my niece to Disneyland, and um, and Galaxy Edge was pretty awesome. They they did their thing with that. Um, they've got stormtroopers walking around, and I took a picture with Chewbacca. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Do they I, have those things where you say if you can't get on the ride unless you're this tall, but then yeah. they got one for you, you can't no, get on they, the road because they, you're this tall. I was actually able to get on all the kid rides with my son, so that was that was pretty cool Good to fun. be able to do that. Good for you. Put pictures and videos, all that stuff. So he'll, was, he'll never forget it. Yeah, well, and he, you won't ever. He forget won't it. remember it yet, but <laughs> I, I won't forget. So right, we'll show sure. all the pictures and videos when he gets older. All right, with our movie critic Roy Robertson Harris, that's going to wrap us up. Yeah. Big fella, have a great uh, rest of your season. Thank uh, you. Go get them Broncos. Thanks for taking the yes, time. Yes, sir. Roy Robertson Harris, Chicago Bears defensive lineman, with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks again to Paul Zarang and Dan Barilli, our producer. We'll talk to you next time on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The Score. Sports Radio.